Hi, I'm Kaylin. And I'm Christina. And this is K-Pop Love Affair. This week, we're discussing BTS's first album ever, Too Cool for School. So I've had people say to me before, like, how can you listen to K-pop when you don't know what they're saying or uh, know what's going on in the lyrics, right? And I'm like, there's such a thing as looking up English translations, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously I didn't even think about myself. So I fell in that mm-hmm. trap too. Originally when I, they started popping up um, BTS. Right. And I was just like, I don't know what they talking about. I don't know what they saying. Yeah. Like I couldn't look up lyrics. And even when I actually circled back to them and um, listened to Matt's, Mott's Map of the Soul 7. Yeah, that one. Um, I never listened to the lyrics that moment. I don't know why. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure they're talking about something deep here. <laughs> but I didn't look it up for some reason. But it just sounds good to me, so. Um, and then, obviously, when we first, when we actually, like, okay, we're in this. Like, we're a part of the fandom. We're fans. Then I was like, oh, yeah. I can look up the lyrics. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, that was when I was just like, wow. This is what they talking about? Because the, sometimes the music doesn't really match match the what they're actually saying the yeah or even like the visuals like the performances and whatnot so yeah but anyway um i do remember when we first got and then we went through all the lyrics as we were going through the album too just to know what they're talking about and that made us like them even more yeah lyrics to me are uh, i guess basically just as important as the music um I do like to listen to music sometimes just for the instrumental quality of it. Like, hey, if it's a beat I can bop to, cool, but it's easy to bop to a beat. So it makes it that much more meaningful to me if the lyrics are also deep, you know, well thought out, um, poetic, just a lot of different things. So when I started to, you know, once we became fans, you know, we saw the music videos, we liked what we saw. And we decided to deep dive, hey, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. I knew that as I was going through the songs that I would be looking up the lyrics. And that's when I really started to be floored by the talent. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just felt like that was something that was lacking in Western mainstream music was quality lyrics. You know, I mean, everyone loves a good turn up song, you know, a good, you know, let's let's jam out today, you know, <laughs> let's whatever, but banger, banger, banger. right. <laughs> like everybody loves songs like that, but you also want, I personally like songs that kind of move me, mm-hmm. you know, that, or make me think or make me be like, mm, you know what? I've been through that before. So definitely when I started reading their lyrics, I was like, wow, blown. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, BTS has so many songs, so it's sometimes hard to keep track of every theme lyric and all that stuff whereas it's easier if it was like an english song right right um but so i think it's cool that we're gonna do these album reviews to kind of like refresh our memory memory, relive the fun of going through and discovering when we've (laughs) binged everything within two weeks (laughs) (laughs) it was like a brief period of time right it was a brief period of time and then we're just like thrown into the chaos of like what k-pop is right so now it's like we can slowly just go through each lyric and album and like really digest it all Mm -hmm. um so i think it's cool so i mean we have to start obviously with the first album 
that they dropped. Um, I don't, I feel like I mentioned this before in previous episodes. I don't know about how K-pop, it's such a like high level of material they're putting out all the time. Right. Um, whereas I'm used to like artists dropping an album, they go on tour, but like the next time they do albums, like two, three years, sometimes people even do longer Mm -hmm. Adele, (laughs) but like six years, (laughs) next album, (laughs) people waiting for, for, uh, Rihanna for like 10 years. Like, so I'm used to stuff like that. Right. So K-pop, it's like, they're releasing music constantly. (laughs) And so I think that's probably why they do the format of like the EPs or single albums. Right. Because having to do a full-length album all the time, like, that's so much to do. So that is a big thing in K-pop where they have a lot of the mini-albums, single-albums, EPs. Mm -hmm. Well, we call it EPs, but I feel like they'd be calling it mini-albums. But it's the same thing. You know, just have a few songs on there. And then every few years, they do a full full length length. album. Or sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, some groups have done a full length each year. I was about to say Dream recently did that. They had a full length album this past year. And then when they announced a comeback, we were not expecting another full length album. But that's what we got. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Oh, wait. I wanted to mention something before we get in the album discussion. We could have a little segment on our show of like what's happening in K-pop as of today (laughs) or the last time we, we spoke. And that is BTS is having a comeback. Yes, they are. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, last year they released two songs. Mm-hmm. And you don't really feel like, oh wow, they haven't had music per se because they're constantly doing things. Mm-hmm. The promo for Butter, promo for Permission to Dance, plus, you know, they're at award shows performing. Right. Um, they're doing other concerts, little concerts. Things and, like that. Yeah. So it doesn't really feel like you're missing. But at the same time, it is like we haven't had music since 2020, right. an album. It's still so different to me than from how you were mentioning before, because I feel like with other artists, it's like they drop their album, they may tour, and then it's radio silence. Yeah. And you never get radio silence with K-pop. Never. So... I've, I mean, I don't know. It hadn't personally been on my mind. Like when is BTS going to drop some more music? I just knew it was going to be probably sooner rather than later because they hadn't, you know, Mott 7 was their last album, which was, you know, no, B was their last oh, album. I'm so sorry. See, I'm, I'm still back. <laughs> I'm thinking full length album. Oh, right, right, right. But right. Obviously B was their last album, which was in 2020. That was the so, mini. Yeah. Basically the full, length- but they've still been keeping yeah. active you know, and as they like to say in the K-pop community, keeping us well fed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, I hadn't really, Thought I wasn't it. really pressed about it or really like, man, I really want new music from BTS because I'm still, I'm still loving the old bangers so, <laughs> yeah. and listening to them regularly. And I knew that they would because of the nature of K-pop anyways. So it was more of like, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, when it was announced, but it wasn't like, finally, it wasn't like that kind of feeling for me. It was just like, Yay, great. We're getting new music. I think it's like because when they have an era, it, I don't know, it, it lasts for a while. You see mm-hmm. so many performances. Yeah. So it's like I've seen so many performances of Butter and Permission to Dance. Right. So it's kind of like you are ready to move on move to something Because I feel like the people I follow over here, you know, in, in um, Western music, I mean, maybe they are. I'm just not paying attention like I am in K-pop, but I don't feel like their promo was as extensive. No, I agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it's like the butter promo, it's been long (laughs) 
And the, of course, you know, they just had so many performances of it and same thing with Push the Dance. Right. So then it, it is kind of just like, all right, I'm ready for the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been almost a year since Butter came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready for the next chapter of like, what y'all doing next? <laughs> right. Yeah, I um, see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, I was excited when they, I mean, everyone's been talking about in the fandom, obviously, like, when is it when? coming? Because yeah. we, everyone knows it has to come soon, right? Um, there was no album or anything last year, just two singles. So it's kind of like, okay, I mean, that's kind of different. I think right. they usually come out with a, like a mini album every at year. Least at least every year. Yeah, at least once a year. But I mean, uh, with, I don't, I'm always, you know, it's just like, you don't know and we'll never know. But I'm always <laughs> curious, like, what was their plans if COVID hadn't happened? Mm. Because they released... Mot 7 the beginning of 2020 and i guess they were about to go on tour mm-hmm. and i wonder where their next album would have been right because b would have never happened right which is crazy because b has some oh has some bangers so <laughs> many good songs so many good songs so i'm just like curious i'm like i wonder what their plan was as far as music releasing because right. i know they were about to go on tour so i yeah. guess it would have been on pause while they're touring that's what i think probably. i think they probably would have been planning to release something in 21 i think so and they would have just focused on touring for mod 7 in 20 yeah but i mean things happen the way they happen and we got some great music Mm -hmm. despite everything that (laughs) went down um but yeah i'm excited it's gonna be right around their anniversary festa Mm -hmm. so i'm really curious like what they're gonna yeah how they're gonna integrate festa into the album release i think that'd be cool and also just like what they're gonna do because it seems to be a play on past music. You mm-hmm. know how they be doing that? I don't know what the word is. I saw somebody breaking it down. And I was like, it does um, seem like it's similar. Cause it said like, we are bulletproof. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. I mean, it could mean a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just kind of looked at it as somewhat going back to their roots. You know, they pretty much I hope so. flashed us through all the different eras that they've been through but it could also just be like, look at everything we've been through. That's true. Here's where we are now. We are still bulletproof. But that oh doesn't. This is going to be so good. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily like... mean they're going to be no, bringing back. No, I think that's what's going to be. I yeah. don't think they're going back to their original sound. No, I, I know that they wouldn't do that. But I just feel like, would they? Because I feel like in the last, especially since I would say Love Yourself, specifically mm-hmm. that whole era, it's been more of a pop sound to me, which yeah. is fine. So I'm just wondering, would they go back to more of a hip-hop sound and kind of integrate that more? Not saying they would go back to that specifically. I, I don't think they're ever going back to that. Yeah. But just kind of like bringing back some of that, the flavor of what I feel BTS like there might be some as. nostalgia elements. That's and like you I mean. said, yeah. it is just like, and we're still bulletproof. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious how they're going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm so I'm excited. excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely This excited. is a great segue, though, for us to start getting into the, uh, the album, because you mentioned we hip-hop. We are bulletproof. We are bulletproof. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, the, the album Too Cool for School was their first date. It was their debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If, I feel like it was considered a single album. I don't know. Yeah, the terminology me. is like it's confusing, no but yes, it was, um, released June 12th of 2013. That was their debut. It had seven tracks on there, not seven songs, <laughs> No, <laughs> but there was seven tracks on there. That's why I was like, I think when I was looking up stuff, it was considered a single album. Um, 
And I'm okay. guessing that might be because it really didn't have a, a lot of songs on there. There was a lot of skits. Right. And like interludes and stuff like that where they were mm-hmm. talking. So I guess you wouldn't want to call it a mini album because it's really not all songs. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it, anyway. Regardless. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yes, that was their debut. And um, like we were saying, they started off as a hip hop group. Right. And then it kind of morphed into like being a K-pop idol group. But even when they debuted, they still were giving hip hop. Yes. Um, as their main like genre and vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I'll just say like the overall theme of the album that I w- looked up and then we'll, we can like talk more in depth, obviously about the tracks, but I guess the overall theme um, I found was basically the, they were talking about um, misunderstanding prejudice towards them. And they were also criticizing society for diminishing their dreams. And they talked a little bit about, their determination towards the future and their anxiety towards the future. Right. That's the overall vibe of the album, which is why I think they were so successful or have been come. I mean, obviously we know it was kind of tough for them in the beginning. It did take them. It was a journey for them to really explode, but I feel like that's what piqued the interest of people that were there from the beginning was instead of coming out being like school theme, cutesy love, they were coming out here hard hitting, like, Let's talk about the real issues of the life. The real issues of life. Mm-hmm. And so that was the beginning for them. And they just kept building until they obviously just took off. But right. Yeah, that's the whole vibes, the theme of the album. I remember when we went back, I was just like, this is one of those, uh, I'm skipping for a little bit, but the, the visuals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when we went back. to be at the end. I know. But I was just <laughs> thinking like, I was just like, what? is happening (laughs) yeah i was like huh i mean i i i got it but i was just like uh is this the right way to go about this (laughs) like i i totally get what you're trying to do here but i i don't this ain't this isn't the best way to do it but But yeah let me let me circle back (laughs) that's just like the first thing that stands out is just like the visuals (laughs) yes the visuals were definitely unforgettable i feel like if people are like asking i'll be like don't start at the beginning (laughs) like are you ready to prepare yourself for uh you might feel some kind of way but um uh okay so i guess we can just start with track one and make our way through and just talk about some of the elements of the lyrics and the song and stuff so first one was intro too cool for school featuring dj frizz i actually really for me personally i don't really love interludes i don't really love skits within music musical albums i generally don't even like talking within songs um for me personally but i liked i liked it here for different reasons. I think the main reason why I feel like it worked here was because this whole album is based on an old school sound of hip hop. Mm-hmm. This was not the current sound of hip hop, but this was more of like old school nineties, right. maybe even eighties sounding hip hop. It was more nineties to me. I'm definitely not a guru of hip hop, but it definitely made me think of old school hip hop. For sure. So this was basically kind of an old school sound beat. And then RM was just kind of ad-libbing over it. So I feel like that fits with that era. 
Yeah. This is the era to me that they were portraying and it works there. And we also get the iconic big hit exclusive that mm-hmm. we hear later on yeah. in other music. So that alone just makes that track so iconic. There's no singing, <laughs> you know, it's just an old school sound. We've got scratching records and like I said, RM is ad-libbing. So it just works. Um, it's not a track I listen to regularly, but I think it was a good way to open up the track and it kind of gave you um, kind of like a visual, not a visual, blur, like an, <laughs> like an uh, audio file. <laughs> of I mean, it how, can give you a visual like, in your head of what's It's like a come. picture of yeah. what's to come in yeah. this album. I'm not using the right terminology that I'm looking for, but it was definitely a solid opening to me to let you know this is going to be the vibe of this album. And it matched because I feel like some... You hear some albums drop and they're like all over the place. There's songs right. and it's not cohesive. I think this was a very good first song, first um, track to say, hey, this is what this album's going to be about. And it followed through. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first heard this album, I think I was, I wasn't expecting Oh, definitely not. Because yeah. where we started was yeah. more, you know, in the pop pop realm, pop BTS. So yeah. when we went back, I was like, "Wait a second. I was surprised. <laughs> They're yeah. out here, like you said, like this old school hip hop vibe, like spitting this ad lib rap. Like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to see like how they started and like where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Um. I really don't come back to this album a lot. Mm-hmm. I know you have some songs on that. So your favorite, favorite. The, yeah, they're definitely songs. I mean, I think I have songs on my ultimate BTS playlist from every album. Well, yes, my so, ultimate playlist. I definitely have the title tracks. Yeah. From here. Um, let's go on to number two, because I don't really have a lot to say about the yeah. number one track. I mean, like you said, I think it was a good intro. And I was just like interesting i was intrigued right like what's gonna happen what's next? gonna happen next <laughs> it definitely made me intrigued for sure yeah. and like you said the the iconic line that you hear later on which we had no clue they were gonna do that mm-hmm. but yeah it's kind of cool to see how they tie elements throughout which is why the next era is gonna be crazy because they really yeah. seem like they're about to be tying stuff together true but anyway um the second track we are bulletproof part two i know it's your favorite yes. favorite this is my favorite song from this album, it is the lead song on my BTS Ultimate <laughs> playlist because I just put everything in order as, as listening, I was going through the albums. It, yeah. I was making the playlist. I absolutely love this song. It's just uh, like I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, I like songs that go hard immediately. And this is one of those songs. As soon as the beat drops, it's just like, and Sugar's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right along with him. It's just, it's that kind of song. And um, I just really like it. It's a very, it's a typical hip hop song to me. It is. Where it's just like, look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm great. I'm out here killing it <laughs> type vibe. It's, it's basically saying, look out for us. Because again, this isn't their, their debut. debut. This mm-hmm. is their intro. So they're saying, this is what we're about. This is what you can expect from us. We're talented. We work hard. And just the whole, like I said, if, if you're only familiar with BTS from a pop standpoint, you're going to be so surprised because JK raps. Yeah. Jin and V are growling at you. Yep. 
Um, we have biceps on Jimin. Okay. I know. <laughs> Jimin was, if y'all didn't know, Jimin was cut, cut back in the day. He was. So we get that. We get an OT7 ab flash. Okay. I always forget that. We're talking that about the, now I'm kind of talking about music video yeah. elements because this is, they did drop a music video for this. We got an OT7 ab flash. That has never happened since. Never again. <laughs> Probably never will. I always that forget was that. Iconic. And then they, I, I see like people reposting clips and stuff. I'm like, oh, they right. They did all do abs. <laughs> It was so good. And then um, iconic choreo. There's just iconic Oof, choreo yes. in this song. And then at the end, there's a dance break. And there, JK is doing hat tricks with Hobie and Jimin. It's just, it's so good. Yeah, no, so we good. are bulletproof. Uh, part two. I don't know why. I think I mentioned this before too, but I don't know why I just accepted that it said part two and never thought to look more part. Really? One. I, same. <laughs> you know what? I honestly thought since this was the first album, I just figured, hey, maybe part one is on the cutting room floor. You know, oh, even though that that's a thought? film reference, I just felt like they just they scrapped it. And they just decided, hey, we're going to go with part two of this song. Even though, logically, they could have named it part one because we would never have known yeah. there was a part one. <laughs> but I just never really thought to be like, oh, there probably is a part one. Maybe they released it before debut. Let me go check that out. Right. And, and there is indeed a part one. <laughs> but I just felt like, oh, for whatever reasons, maybe they wrote multiple versions of the song. They decided to go with the second version for the album. <laughs> and it was what it was. So yeah, I, I just know. accepted it. That was a side note. I just for I literally for the longest time just never even thought like, Oh, it's named part two. It's like, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love um, this song because I think it's cool how they are. I guess. I don't know if everyone does this, but it's kind of like, like you said, it's what you're going to expect from them. Like this is what we're about. We are bulletproof. And, you know, look out for us. So I think that's cool how they introduce themselves from there. So I always appreciate that song. Um and it's just like when it starts, when it's the song comes on, you just get excited immediately. Immediately, it's just like, <laughs> here we go. And I definitely was just like, RM can rap. Oh yeah, that was the rap monster yeah, era. Like, oof, the way he so hits those rap. I mean, so does Sugar, obviously. But I feel like this album, I definitely was like, whoa, with RM and uh, Sugar. Oh yeah definitely with how hard they were coming with the bars definitely um i also i'm not a person that likes skits and interludes mm -hmm. sometimes it can work sometimes it can't um it's I hard think it I think with here. this because it's like i don't understand what they're saying maybe right. if it was like an english one it would i would like like it better but for me i'm just like i mean i looked up what the translations were yeah but I don't know. I still feel like, why do we need skits and interludes? Like, I don't know. I'm just not like well, my thing. I felt like it worked here because this is an introductory album. So mm -hmm. within this first skit. This is track number three, by the way. Yes. Circle with, Room Talk. Within this first skit, they talked about themselves. So it was kind of like True. a window into their personalities yeah. who they are so to me it was just kind of the start of endearing themselves to army i feel like if i was korean and like new korean that would have been cool it would have been cool and you hear that like a, you know because yeah. i don't again i don't know 100 percent, but i feel like probably no other k-pop groups did that maybe i have no idea, I have no idea. Yeah. but like if that was something original it like you said it would be cool to be like wow like 
they're just talking and talking about themselves and, stuff. and it was still within the the setting of a school because they, they're skipping class they were skipping class yeah they're skipping class and they're just talking about what they wanted to be when they were younger like what was their dream and obviously that's yeah. a huge theme element and theme mm-hmm. of this album and they just talk about you know rm and sugar talk about how they want got into rap what got them into rapping and then they talk you know hobie and jimin of course talk about dance they ask v what he used to do he played the saxophone what Jin wanted he wanted to just be a normal guy right. you know go to work get married go to work come home to your wife you know and JK didn't say anything about himself. And I thought that was very telling as well, because the more that you get into their content, you'll realize that JK was very quiet in he the was. beginning. He was really just... I mean, but he was a child. <laughs> he, he was. He was a kid. And he was obviously a more introverted, mm-hmm. quiet, reserved type of person. And you can literally just see him taking in everything mm-hmm. that his youngs are talking about and learning from them and a lot of times they would say things to kind of pull him out of his shell or be like well what do you think jk or whatever so i just thought there were i mean i i know i only feel this way because i know so much about bts right because if it was anything else i'd have been like oh cool they're talking about what they want to be do you know whatever but even me being able to pick up on that little element and I, I didn't really think about it at first until I was starting to list out mm-hmm. who said what. And I was like, JK didn't say anything. I mean, yeah. obviously, he, he was basically like still a kid. So right. it wasn't like, what did you want to do when you're growing up, JK? Because I mean, he, he was still growing up. But just the fact that he was quiet and that part wasn't included, I'm like, that just fits along with the whole everything that was going on at that time and his personality at the time. So... I really liked it. Like I said, I, I that's the only reason why I think it works in this time period because um, they're just introducing themselves and this is an introductory album and they're introducing kind of some elements, basic elements of their personalities to their listeners. Yeah. I will say though, even though I'm like, I appreciate the skits after I went back and like looked at translations and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. But I will say I do like how they use, they, well, majority of their albums, not, I think almost almost all their albums, they have an intro and an outro. Hmm. And I really like how they do that to kind of like intro what's to come in the album and the themes. So at like in this one, we have the intro, Too Cool for School, and then there will be an outro as well, which usually the outro is a song, but this particular outro is not. But I mean, we'll get there. But I meant to say that earlier when we were talking about the first track was like, I do like that they do that mm. not necessarily the skits that or interludes the format but i like use. the format how they have an intro and outro like introducing the album and then closing out the album i yes, think that's pretty cool that's a cool concept yeah um for okay we're on track number four which is another um title track that they had a music video before which is no more dream yes wait and actually no more dream was their first music video I always get them mixed up. But I'm like, No More Dream too. was the first and yes. then We Are Bulletproof. Yes. Part two came. Yeah. So yeah, uh, No More Dream is the next track title for. You want to tell us? What is the theme um, of No More Dream? I mean, we know <laughs> it has to do with dreams a little bit with the name. <laughs> yeah, I think the this song really embodies the overall theme that you mentioned earlier of the album, which is talking about expectations of society you know study hard mm-hmm. get a good job be secure um what society expects from you versus what you actually want and having to me like having the guts to do that 
because it's hard to go against what societal mm-hmm. norms are. Um, and I think they also are kind of telling, they kind of tell the older generation, like, worry about your own self, <laughs> you know, basically, yeah. like, let me do me, live out my dreams, let me work on me, and you worry about yourself. So that's pretty much what the song was about. Um. Yeah, I always liked I feel like I always like No More Dream more than you. You liked We Are Bulletproof yeah, Part 2 more than me. And then I liked No More Dream yes. more than you. No, I do love it. It's definitely on my playlist. But it, it wasn't my favorite song for the album overall. But it's a great song. And I think, I mean, honestly, it probably is. It, it is the main song of the album because it's the intro. In the music it's video, the they title, introduce, themselves, introduce themselves. We see their names. And it completely the embodies the theme yes. of, the, of the album. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... I don't know why I just gravitate towards that song more. Like, it's just so good. Again, more JK raps. I always love JK raps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also, also I guess I, could, I forgot to mention, also from the get-go, the rap line was involved in the writing of the songs too. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think sometimes in K- K-pop groups now, we see members developing that skill of producing songwriting whatever and it's something that over time they start doing and with bts they were doing it from the very beginning uh definitely rm, RM and sugar mm-hmm. yes. well because they were definitely involved in that i mean sugar wanted to be the producer <laughs> anyway right. before he got in this group so i think it made sense that they would just immediately start being involved in that from the beginning right um so yeah also, another thing I realized, too, with I always keep forgetting is that their physical albums have extra songs on there. Oh, that's right. They usually have like a hidden track or yes. something. So I this about that. album has seven songs, but like on the physical album, there are two more songs. Another skit and um, a song. I think it's called It's the Path. Path? I think that's the song. Hmm. Um. You'll have to let me know about those in the future because I don't have any physical yeah. albums. I just listen to it streaming. So I majority listen to it streaming yeah. as well. Um, so I'd be forgetting that like maybe having extra songs on their physical. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but they do. We could do a whole like episode like dedicated to all the hidden songs tracks. Oh, that's we an could. idea. Yeah, it's not a lot of them, but there right. are there. There's a few, and um, this one has a hidden track on there as well, which. I would have to listen to it again because I forget how it goes. Because like I said, I'm usually doing streaming as well. And of course, it's, it's not on there. Yeah. But I mean, you could find it like on YouTube. People right. Upload Easily. Stuff. Yeah. But like on your Spotify or Apple, you're not going to find it. So I think that's <laughs> also cool, which helps, you know, you buy the album to get like a bonus song mm-hmm. on there. But another side note. Um, so number five, we have <laughs> another interlude. Yeah. I forget what this one was about. Basically, it begins and ends with paper rustling, and it's about a minute of music, and that's about it. And oh, I feel there was like, no talking. No. Oh, okay, I forgot. It's just like sounds in the background. So to me, it makes it seem like, again, it goes with the school theme. Because to me, it sounds like you could be... You know, so that's kind of cool. They Even with the school thing, they still incorporate it in there, but mm-hmm. they did it differently. Right. From the beginning. It's like you could be 
in a cafe. It's yeah. like you're in a cafe and you're working. So you could be doing homework. They could be writing lyrics, you know, right. that's kind of the vibe that it gives. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought it was, it was cool again. seconds. Yeah. I thought it was cool again because it just ties in with the theme without being so directly and blatantly, Hey, I'm in high school. Right. This is what I do in high school. You know, I mean, later on they did have a little more they school did. theme. Yeah. They did eventually get there. I mean, everybody <laughs> does at some point, but like I've said before, I just, I find it refreshing when they don't start off with that yeah. all the time. Cause I feel like it's a bit cliche to start off with it. I mean, they kind of. Like I said, they did, but they did it in yeah. a different way because they came off a school bus. Right. In their like visuals of the music video. It just wasn't the usual, you know, K-pop leans towards Eggyo, you know, cutesiness, yeah. that type no, of thing. No, they were hardcore. <laughs> right. Even from the beginning with this high school setting. So yeah, they came in with the high school setting, but there was like, man, cute, y'all. Right. We hip hop, we Flashing hard. these abs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spit this fire rap over this old school beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's tra- uh, interlude tr- track number five interlude. And then we go to track number six, which is like, yeah, I really liked this song. I, when I was going back over the lyrics, I was, again, it was a refresher cause I totally had forgotten what this song was really about. And I thought it was cool because it was, relevant to the day because it's basically talking about how you see an ex probably on some type of social media and you want to like their stuff but it's like you don't want to like push the like button because you know you don't want to seem like you're desperate you know you you stalking (laughs) or whatever but kind of um it just touched on some aspects of how you feel in a relationship especially I feel like when you're young and how a lot of times you kind of have that element of jealousy when you see that person doing well or they've moved on to someone else and it's like they're doing so great. And also I think sometimes after you break up with someone, it can be that they're, they look even more appealing to you. You know, it's just like, man, like you, they look great. They're with someone else. They're enjoying life. They're doing fine without me. You know, it's like, should I press this like button or is that going to look like I'm thirsty? You know, basically this, I'm totally um, just you know, paraphrasing, but that was basically what I got from that. And another thing I liked about this song, which is a hallmark of a lot of BTS songs that I love is wordplay. Mm-hmm. And basically they were talking about, obviously they're talking about the like button, but then they also talked about using the backspace button. Cause you're going back and re- you're remembering the mm-hmm. time with this person and the good times and whatever. So it was like, I'm going to backspace into my memories. And I was like, that's so oh, cool. They're so Good. They're so good with the wordplay. I know RM came up with that. He probably did. <laughs> He's the king, the king of wordplay. So I, I really and enjoyed. Actually, J-Hope is on a credit on this. Oh, cool. Uh, as a writer, too. The other two songs, it was just RM and Sugar. And then, of course, their normal P- producing group yeah. on writers. But yeah, J-Hope was on this one. I didn't know I that. do think it's interesting. So technically, there's like three songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest are... Skits well, let me take interlude. that back. The intro is a song. I mean, it's, it's a rap. music. It's music. Yeah. So four out of seven. But I think it's interesting that they had this song on there because the other songs were not really talking about love or liking someone or anything. Or relationships. Relationships. They were just like but I still feel introducing like themselves that was on brand with the theme of high school. You're in school. Who doesn't have crushes and boyfriend, girlfriend in school and kind of just what the thought process or what you go through what a possible thought process or what you could possibly go through 
So I, I felt like it still worked. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like you said, the rest of the album was different, it still worked to me with the theme of, of high school. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're looking at that element, I wasn't thinking high school when I listened to this album, but. I mean, the album is too cool for school. I mean, <laughs> so I, my whole mindset was like, I guess these kids right. are in high school. What are they talking about? That was they're really too cool for school. They don't want to talk about school. They're we're skipping too cool school. For, we're skip, see them, they're skipping school. <laughs> they're like, skipping classes. But no, no. If you put in that context, I guess that makes sense. Um, high school students just talking about their dreams and also um, what they're looking for in the future and what they're not about. And then also mixing in there like, we, but we like people too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I we, guess we that makes crushes. sense. We, yeah. we got girlfriends, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We've had girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a cute track. Yeah, um, I do too. I like, I think they have a remix of it on the next album. Hmm. I can't, re- I'm drawing a blank, but I think they have a remix that I like more than the original song. Like, mm. I mean, they're both good, but I think okay. the, they had a remix if I'm remembering correctly, but overall, yes, I do like the song. Um, track number seven. I always forget about this one, but it is a cipher. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally the name is outro circle room cipher. Right. <laughs> um, but we listen so much to the later ciphers more. So I always yeah. forget this, that they had this first cipher on the first one. But I'm like, this actually is really cool when you go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. I love I love how they did it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's the whole, it's partly a skit too, a little bit. No, they do talk a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm, they do. And I like that because it's basically, it's like they're, it's after school. Sugar mm-hmm. has a new beat and they're about to record a song. That's what I was saying. So, it's so cool. Yeah. I always forget about it but when I'm like, I actually like this one. I do. I do too. Um. I'm trying to remember. Is it? This is the one too where. Does V say something? He because you know we know V is like a. <laughs> he loves the ciphers. Yeah. I feel like this one. He also um, said something there, and they were like trying to hype him up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean it's called circle room cipher. So it's, I can imagine like they're just like sitting in a circle in a room like, and then they just mm-hmm. start talking and we're just, we're gonna just randomly act like we're battling it out right (laughs) it's so funny yeah no i love i love the first cypher um for that for that reason because um so i mean i don't hate skits but i don't love it but i I do like this particular one yeah i don't prefer skits but it worked within this album because I feel like they don't this is not a regular thing it's not like every single album they drop there's a skit but I felt like it worked within this setting because each of the skits was used to get to know Bangtan a little better I guess that's what I looked at it as no they have some more skits coming up but not that's not like every album no yeah because I would be like why (laughs) me too yeah Cause I'm, I just, I don't know why, but for me personally, I'm just like, this is a musical album. So I just want to hear music. I want to hear songs. This is not a poetry album. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you do, they give poetry vibes at times, right. but With it's the not lyrics, a poetry but, yeah. album. So. But no, I really felt like within this context, context, this is why it worked for me was because it's like, it's like you're a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and you get to see what they talk about, what their days are like, you know, a little bit about 
how they were before debut. So I think it's genius, actually, the way that they did it. I mean, I think it's a solid debut album. Absolutely. Um, I give it an A++. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I would say out of, though, the song I listen to the most out of this album would be No More Dream. I love that yeah. song. For me, it's We Are Bulletproof. And I do have No More Dream. That would be second. And I do have Like on my playlist, too. That would be third. But for me, that wasn't a song where it's like, I got to listen to it if I'm listening to my playlist. But We Are Bulletproof? Absolutely. I, I can't <laughs> listen to my ultimate BTS playlist and not listen to We Are Bulletproof Part 2. Yeah, it's iconic. Um, so, yeah, that's the track list for Too Cool for School 7. Uh, there are seven tracks, and then the album has two extra ones, which we may talk about down the line, the bonus songs they have on there. Because um, I do have that physical album, but I don't really, I don't put it. I don't really listen to CDs. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just easier to stream. But mm -hmm. randomly, sometimes I'll be like, let me pop in a CD. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they just sit on my shelf. <laughs> I don't actually play the often. Items. They're collectors items. So yeah, I always forget about the bonus stuff. So we'll have to go back and talk about that more in depth eventually. But um, yeah, so that's the debut album of BTS, and little do they know what was to come. They were had no clue. I'm sure they never would have thought in their wildest dreams that they would be a global phenomenon. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Well, we already said our favorite songs from the album a few times, so we don't have to redo that or whatever. <laughs> um, I guess you have any thoughts about the visuals? We, we've, we randomly said stuff about the visuals a little bit, but. I mean, they were definitely trying to evoke the old school uh, hip hop look, but you know, that, that look is a black person look. <laughs> <laughs> you know hip-hop originated with with us black folks so um yeah yeah <laughs> i i feel like um i think you you just have to go with what works for you there's nothing wrong with appreciating someone else's culture and um, engaging in that culture, putting your somewhat own spin or take on it or whatever, but you can't, you can't mimic it, but only so far. And I just felt like with the styling, I, I would say just specifically RM's hair, it was just the like, worst. yeah, I, it was just yeah. like you, it wasn't necessary. You don't right. have to it do that necessary. in order to, um, emulate this culture that you enjoy, you know, mm -hmm. um, so I just felt like you got to do you. Your hair is not froish. So in order, you know, you're basically going to fro up your hair. I don't know. I'm sure there's some type of process they use to make his hair look textured and froish. Mm -hmm. But legit, when I first saw him visually in that look, I was like, is, does Arnold have some black up in it? No, I was about to say that. I feel like when <laughs> I've seen people talk about that time frame oh, that people so... literally thought he they, was mixed. I mean, I'm sure they would have. Because, you know, he's a little more tan. Because he's a little more tan and he had this textured hair. Uh, yeah. So obviously, once we got to know them, they were, you know, Way natural hair and all that. Their natural hair. But if I had seen him, I probably would have assumed he was mixed in some way. Because I was like, look, a dude has textured hair. Like... A black when, I when I tell you though, I, it seems though 
that Asians know how to do hair. Oh, definitely. They I, they have techniques I didn't even know existed. Yes, so like, like root perms and I'm not surprised they know how to. They you they also just perm like the bottom of the hair so yeah. that you have this wave, but it's not how we think of perms. Yeah. In, over here in the U.S. So no, they're they be working them chemicals. <laughs> that's why, and I know sometimes the fandom will like make jokes like what black barber lined you up and stuff. I'm like, it ain't no black barber. Right. Like they know how to line and fade. Let me tell you, they know how to do hair. Okay. They, that's why when you go to the stores, who's owning them. Okay. Cause they know, they figured out how to do different hair techniques, you know, get the weaves, different stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they're actually really good. Yeah, no, they are. Um, with hair. And it's just like, I just feel like, honestly, if you're a hairdresser, I feel like you should know how to do I mean you should different types of textures of hair and I mean I get that you can specialize in what you're best at or where you want to be but it's definitely frustrating as a black person to try to go to hey I just I want to get a trim I'm going to go over to the hair cuttery and that's usually a bad idea yeah like they have no clue <laughs> but no I wonder how much say they had in that styling oh, i mean yeah that's true in one sense yeah. they were younger and you know when you're young you want to be cool and if they mm-hmm. were into the hip-hop scene at least you feel specifically like specifically with rm and sugar this is what i want to look like to look like it right yeah because it so looks cool you're, you it's think cool. it looks you cool. Think it's cool you're drawn to it so you're like i mm-hmm. want to emulate that and do that myself i think the rest of them were just like we're just here for the ride right <laughs> you know what i mean they, they just were like oh that's what i'm gonna style is in okay you mm-hmm. know like i'll play this part but I feel like specifically with RM and Sugar, I think they at that time were probably like, oh, no, we about this life. Like, <laughs> right. RM probably was like, I'm so cool <laughs> with this hair. Like, I, I look amazing. I know now he's like cringe. Cringe, <laughs> cringe to the max. Now that you've learned more. Right. But at that time, I guarantee you he was like, yo, I'm a true rapper. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in this thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I just, it's just. It's just funny. When I saw it, I was just like, that's funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm not offended at all, but yeah, me I know some people might take it more of- offensive, but I just, when people go to that lens to really embody a certain type of culture, I just laugh because I'm just like, it's not necessary in order it's not to necessary. show your love and appreciation. And it just don't, it don't look it the best. It doesn't fit. You it's know, just we're not all made different for, for you. A reason. Yeah. yeah, we're all different for a reason. And you have to work with, what God gave you, how you were born and all of that. So, you know, it's the same thing to me as seeing people, you know, with silky or textured hair trying to do box braids. It's just like, it's not going to last. It's not going to look well. It's just because your hair isn't uh, textured to acclimate to that style. So. Yeah. And then there are styles that, you know, people with silky hair do that I can't do because my hair is textured and no matter what chemical I put on it, it's just not going to give the same look because my hair is not meant to do that. So yeah, I just think that, um, you can appreciate and show love for another culture without, uh, assimilating, trying to literally assimilate into that (laughs) culture by, you know, your, your visual look in some way. So, but yeah, I mean, I think at that time it was like just ex- they were just really like we want to be hardcore and so mm-hmm. it was just the styling was like excessive. Yeah. Which is what was in hip hop so it made sense yeah. that they would go that route but it was like y'all had to do all that. Yeah. I think they <laughs> went a step further than they really needed. Yeah. To. But um yeah, that's our thoughts on the styling. <laughs> <of my hair. laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else on my mind or thoughts to say about there. I think it was a solid album and it's just like a classic now. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. Um, but yeah, anything else you have to add? No, I think we've covered everything. So hopefully you guys enjoyed us talking about, um, the first debut album of BTS too cool for school and just check it out. Cause it is a very well done debut album, but until next time, all the finger hearts to you. We purple you.